roster projection 1.0. We're going to take our first crack at the opening day roster all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, January 26th, 2024. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. Locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Okay, hope everyone's having a fantastic week so far. Happy Friday. Uh, this sweatshirt, the collar on this, has it's been on a hanger a little too long. I think it's pretty safe to say. Um, we are going to take our first stab at the opening day roster. And this is always super fun to do. And like one of everybody's favorite activities and conversations to have. It always gets a lot of momentum and always has a, a really, really fun conversation that's kind of uh, brought along with it because there are so many different opinions and varying opinions out there. I think the Tigers are an inter- in an interesting spot currently where the core is pretty self-explanatory, but there is a solid two to five even kind of fringe roster spots that could go a lot of different directions. And we're going to start those conversations today. The reason why we're doing it today and we didn't do it earlier, is to make sure that we were really done with moves. I think it's pretty safe to say, uh, not guaranteed, but I think it's relatively safe to say this is going to be pretty darn close to what the 40-man roster looks like uh, throughout spring training and then on opening day, obviously. I also think that doing it now instead of waiting until spring is important because we want to be able to have a starting point before we get into spring training and we start playing games and see these dudes live. We want to know who has to climb, who has room to fall, who doesn't have room to fall, etc. We want a, a a control group, if you will, for all of my uh, my STEM people out there, right? Which I absolutely was not. But um, I, I think that that's an important thing to start. It's just a control. This was 1.0. Everything after this is going to be a variation of our first kind of crack at it. And that's what today's episode is all about. Uh, We are going to, again, discuss the entire roster, try to fill out all 26 guys that will be on the roster on opening day. Also important to note, um, I've been wrong about this plenty. And that is also, like last year, I think, was my biggest one uh, in really that I can remember was the Akil Badu versus Kerry Carpenter back and forth. You know, it wasn't that long ago, right, <laughs> where uh, we were going into last season and it was a big debate on who play- people wanted on the Major League roster on opening day, opening day, Kerry Carpenter or Akil Badu. And very quickly, Carpenter kind of put that conversation to rest uh, as the season went along. So uh, very uh, a lot of fascinating conversations stem from this. It's also important to note that this is 1.0, uh, so this will change. This is subject to change, and if you have a different opinion, that that you know, I that's a beautiful, that's awesome, that's like the whole fun in all of this. But B is only time will tell which side of the aisle is right on a lot of these conversations, and there's going to be third and fourth and and fifth options 
It's not just a fork in the road. There's going to be a lot of forks in the road. Uh, and that's what makes this such a fun and interesting conversation. Okay. So uh, a lot of wiggle room here and this, this will change. It, it will. And that's why it's, uh, I, I want to preface it by that. Like this absolutely hundred percent is going to change from now until opening day. But uh, without further ado, Let's get it started in here. Great song. So I think for starters, how I broke this down, and this is how I've done it the last two years as well, if you're like a super long time listener, um, is I break this down and I always re-explain this story and I'm not sure why. Um, But when I was in elementary school, I want to say third or fourth grade, and we were first learning about like probabilities, right? Uh, My teacher had a giant like thermometer basically in the classroom, like a a whiteboard-esque type of thing, but it was a picture of a thermometer. And at the very top, it said certain. And then as, you know, very likely, more than likely, kind of likely, 50-50, and then, you know, so forth. You get the bottom and you get to impossible. That's kind of how I break down my roster projections. Uh, We will go by position, obviously, but I categorize people into likelihood of, especially this far away from opening day, I'm going to break them down into locks, which I think are 100% extremely likely, which are like 85 to 90%, solid chance, 75%, then real conversation, which is anywhere from 40 to 60%, right around 50-50, then unlikely, which is well under 50, and then we have not on the 40-man roster at the moment. Okay, that's how I've broken this down. So let's start with the locks because that's the quickest conversation. And I don't think there's too much wiggle room here. Uh, Offensively, at catcher, Jake Rogers, about as big of a lock as you're going to get. Spencer Torkelson, Javi Baez. I know there's a a moan in the audience, a groan in the audience, if you will. Uh, A sigh, whatever (laughs) whatever you want to say. He is a lock to make this opening day roster. Mark Canna. Don't think you trade for him unless you're planning on him being on the opening day roster. Kerry Carpenter I have as a lock. Matt Veerling I have as a lock. Riley Green I have as a lock. That's it for the offense. And again, we have like extremely likely following up. So if you're freaking out that you're somebody you think should be on there, they'll probably be in the next wave. Uh, starting pitching, Tarek Skubal, Kenta Maeda, Jack Flaherty, and Matt Manning. Then for bullpen, uh, I have five locks. I have Jason Foley, Shelby Miller, Andrew Chafin, Tyler Holton, and Alex Lang. So there's four starters, five relievers, and seven bats that I think are 100% locks, and those are them. Again, I don't think there's too much conversation around those guys. You're not going to sign the the one-year pitchers. You don't sign them, and, and especially guys like Maeda and Flaherty, you don't give 11, 12, 14 million dollars unless they're going to make the opening day roster. Okay. So um, they are, they're about as big of a lock as you're going to get. Shelby Miller, similar conversation just out of the bullpen. Andrew Chafin, similar conversation just out of the bullpen. Holton did enough last year. I'd be shocked if he didn't make it uh, fully. About, I think the biggest lock in the entire bullpen, to be completely honest with you. The one that I, I was debating putting on extremely likely and put on lock instead. And this whole thing was Alex Lang just because of the struggles he went through last year. I I would be stunned if he wasn't on the opening day roster, but I almost gave it a little bit of wiggle room, but I decided that, you know what? I, I don't really see a scenario. Even if he's got a seven or eight ERA in spring training, I, I just, I think that they'll start the season with him on the roster. Okay. Next up, we have extremely likely 
These are people that I think are essentially locks, but not quite like as close to a lock as you can get without being one. Basically, uh, I would be really shocked if they weren't on the opening day roster, but I do think there's at least a little bit of wiggle room there and a little bit of an opportunity for someone else to take it. Maybe Carson Kelly. First up, uh, the only reason for that is I don't think that his contract is very big. So I think that if they just for some reason love Dylan Dingler and don't even care about catching depth anymore and just go, you know what, forget it, we're going to call up Dingler, then maybe they're, they're, they wouldn't lose sleep over the loss of his one-year contract, his option that they picked up. But again... This is like very, very slim. Like th- this is any reason I can find to not make it a lock type of conversation. I think Carson Kelly's absolutely going to be the backup on opening day. 18. Uh, this is number 18 so far. I had 16 people that I viewed at as locks. Carson Kelly, number 17. Number 18, Casey Mize. Uh, the only, again, only conversation would be if the arm wasn't where they wanted him to be then I think maybe there's a little bit of a conversation there, but I'm fully expecting Mize to be not only on the opening day roster, but in the opening day rotation. And then last up for the extremely likelies, we have number 19 on my 26-man roster, and that is Parker Meadows. Okay, Parker Meadows uh, has two options left, and I think that there is a once-in-a-blue-moon type of opportunity that we go into spring training and Parker hits 040 and has a, you know, strikes out 60% of the time in spring training. And they go, you know what? We're going to let the bat marinate a little bit. Even if he's just in there in April, and then we call him up when he's a little more confident, then that can be a conversation. But I don't view Parker Meadows as a guarantee. I think of the extremely likelies, he's also the least likely of the extremely likelies, but he's still an extremely likely. This is a very, this is a very, uh, lot of, lot of vocabulary being used here. I, I, I understand. I'm trying to make it as clear as possible. I'm fully expecting Parker Meadows to be the opening day center fielder. Okay. I don't want to get that misconstrued or twisted at all. I just, I I think the assumption that he's just going to hit well, and and it's just all going to be fine and dandy, no matter what is a little bit, maybe fortuitous. I I think we should give him a little bit of a, of a leash there. And that's why he finds himself an extremely likely, but again, I, I would be surprised on January 26th. If you had come from the future and told me that Parker Meadows was not the opening day center fielder. Okay. Let's get into the real kind of meat and potatoes of this conversation. And that is everybody else. Uh, We have solid chance, which is people I'm expecting to be, but uh, I think there's a little bit more of a conversation. And then the 60 through 40 percenters, uh, which is everybody kind of at and around 50% uh, with still three roster spots to go after that. Okay. We will get into all of that right after this game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. And that is true. I just went to the, to the wings game on Sunday used game time as I always do. Uh, they're the definition of clutch to me because they fit my lifestyle in terms of Uh, Me deciding at the last possible second that I kind of just want to go see a sporting event that day. And I love all sports. I love all Detroit sports. And sometimes I just wake up and talk to my roommate. We're just like, hey, let's go down and see the the Wings play. Let's go see, you know, the the Pistons play. That conversation hasn't been too uh, frequent this year. But And then the summer, it's going to be my go-to for the Tigers as well. They have all-in prices that show you your total up front. So you know what you're getting. And you know you're getting a great deal as well 
before you check out. You can buy the tickets in two taps, literally just a matter of seconds. Uh, but they have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even half an hour after the event has started. It's the best place and really, in my mind, the only place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. You can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON, all one word, capital L, capital O, for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDON for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back on Monday, uh, hopefully talking about how the Lions continue to win. Uh, but uh, we will continue our offseason conversation. We're, we're only weeks away from uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. It cannot get here soon enough. But uh, I want to talk about rotation. I want to talk about lineup cards. I want to, there's a lot of conversation, you know, just off season stuff in general. We have Pakoda projections that'll come out prospect rankings, a lot of conversations still to be had from now until game time, uh, game time. Also be sure to check out locked on sports today, the 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube, the first of its kind 24 seven covering the top sports stories in the league, locked on local experts, national experts, you name it. So go to locked on, uh, and go to Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube. Okay, so we're talking about the roster and the roster construction for your Detroit Tigers. Next up, uh, let's get to, let's just jump right back into it. These are people I think have a solid chance. I think they're very likely to. This is around like my 75% area. I don't think they're the biggest locks if they have awful springs or if somebody else really blows it out of the water. I think that they have a chance to maybe fall off, but uh, there are still players that I would consider it a surprise or somewhat of a shock if they weren't on the opening day roster. I have three people in that category. We're at 19 for those keeping track at home as it stands right now. So we're going to get up to 22 here. Number 20 on my roster, I have Andy Abanez. Number 21, I have Zach McKinstry. And number 22, I have Will Vest. Okay, so that leaves two spots in the rotation left, assuming you're going to handle uh, or you're going to carry eight men in your bullpen. And that gives you probably just one or two uh, players left in your, or I guess two players left uh, for your utility role. I think when it comes to, uh, really quickly, we'll kind of wrap up those three. Um, Andy Abanez still has an option left, I believe. So uh, if they really thought that somebody else wanted to or was making a push in spring and they wanted to send him down and still keep him on the roster, I believe they could. Um, but that being said, Andy Abanez was uh, he was he was good last year. Like there's really no way around it. Uh, the, I mean, the dude was solid. And with all the question marks that are kind of surrounding the team at second base, kind of, but mostly third base, I think that they want to roster Andy. And I think that uh, Abanez is a guy that Hinch really liked for the platoon scenarios as well. Uh, when it comes to Zach McKinstry, had the the May of, you know, Barry Bonds-esque uh, type of May, right? Aaron Judgeian month of May, and then was well below league average offensively the rest of the year. 
The reason why I think McKinstry still makes it is I think AJ Hinch really, really likes Zach McKinstry. I think it's he plays a ton of positions at a plus level, right? He plays, uh, uh, we talked about it a lot. At the end of the season, he was in the running for gold glove for utility players, and he deserved it. Uh, he's a plus defender at like three or four or five different positions, can play up to six. Um, I think that the, he likes that. I also think he's a lefty bat that can come off the bench. I think Hinch likes that. Uh, I, I And something else that we'll, we'll get into and will be a much more of a conversation in our next section when we get into really the kind of the, the, the meat and potatoes here and all the 50-50 guys, um, Zach McKinstry has zero options left. So if you aren't going to roster Zach McKinstry, then you would need to pass him through waivers, and I don't think the Tigers – are going to risk that. Will Vest, um, you know, for the last couple of spring trainings, I've gone into it like, oh, Will Vest could be, you know, uh, on this roster or he could play himself off the roster if he struggles. He still has multiple options as well. So uh, he's a guy that I think just because he has minor league options could absolutely be uh, a guy that maybe doesn't make the roster, but I'm fully expecting him to uh, as well. So again, still in my solid chance. So that leaves us, at 22, okay, so that leaves us with four spots left going into this real conversation bracket, which I think is, uh, again, kind of the biggest conversation here. There's a large group of people that fall into this uh, this kind of 40 to 60% or maybe 35 to 65% range uh, when it comes to odds of making the opening day roster. I'm just going to list off all the names, and then I'll go through and talk about who I think is going to be on the roster and which uh, three names from this category I pick. Okay, we have Bo Brisky, Alex Fiedo, Ryan Kreidler, Miguel Diaz, Reese Olsen, Akil Badu, Sawyer Gibson-Long, Brendan White, Joey Wentz, and Nick Maton. Okay, now if you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to share my screen here actually so you can kind of peek at my cheat sheet. Um, that I put together. So uh, this is what I have been using. Now, if if you're not watching on YouTube, no worries at all. I'll explain what I'm looking at. So basically, I just have all the names. It's just a Word document. So I wrote down all the names. And then in parentheses next to the names, I have how many minor league options they have remaining. Because that is a – it weighs heavy. That That is way more – uh, into consideration on these decisions than a lot of people realize. If you don't have any minor league options, you have to be put on waivers and anybody in baseball can take you. Now, if you clear, then you stay with the organization and, and, and nobody's the wiser. But uh, it, it is it, it does weigh heavily on a lot of these decisions. So I have Bo Brisky, Alex Fiedo, and Ryan Kreidler being the three from this group that I have. I tried everything. And I genuinely mean everything in my power to get Miguel Diaz on this opening day roster. As you all know, I am a huge fan of his. Uh, I I just, I loved what I saw last year. I loved what I saw in spring training last year. I think his changeup splitter thingy is just a phenomenal pitch. I tried everything in my power to do it, especially with zero minor league options remaining for him. But I, I just, there's a lot of conversations to be had around this area. First up, Bo Brisky, a lot of options left. There's always a chance that they just start him in spring training. Alex Fiedo has an option left, a guy that they absolutely could start in spring training. Brian Kreidler, two options left, has had a lot of injuries over the last couple of years. 
a guy that they could put in the minors for sure. Reese Olsen, I have starting in Toledo. I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people. Um, my thing is, I don't think they want him in the bullpen. I think they want him to be stretched out and be ready to go as a starting pitcher. It's also important to note that injuries in this rotation will happen. We've talked about it a lot this offseason. There is nobody on this roster that is guaranteed to even go 140 innings, 150 innings, right? You're taking a lot of chances and hoping for a lot of innings from a lot of people. So I think they're going to start Olsen down in Toledo. Uh, I think that he is going to have to get worked back up to that. But I think it's just as simple as the second an injury happens in the rotation, Reese Olsen's the first call. Sawyer Gibson Long, probably the second call, but has three options left. Really only got a, a month in the majors last year. Pretty easy option, I think. Start off the season in the minors. The, the three in this group with zero options remaining are Miguel Diaz, Joey Wentz, and Nick Maton. We'll talk about those three, and then we'll talk about the rest of the roster right after I tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is, oh my goodness, let me get my cheat sheet off the grid here. There we go. FanDuel is the best in the business. We talk about them all this time. And the NFL regular season has wrapped up, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150. Win or lose, the app is so easy to use. And there's so many different ways to bet as well. Live same game parlays. Uh, find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet a layup. America, America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Said that completely backwards, but we both. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Third and final segment of Lockdown. Finishing up our conversation, let me get my uh, my sheet here back on the screen. We can, there we go. I wonder if there's like, can I do, nope. Okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk. There we go. That's what I wanted the whole time. Um, we were having a conversation about the kind of 50-50 players in the mix, and those three, Wentz, Maton, and Diaz, will be the subject for a lot of conversation because they don't have any options left. So if you want to keep them on, in your organization rather, you have to send them through waivers. Miguel Diaz, I I hope he has another zero ERA spring training and he forces his way onto the roster more than anybody. I hope that, okay? Um, But uh, the fact of the matter is, at his age, I think that he's a guy that the Tigers would probably prefer to put on waivers than somebody else, okay? Joey Wentz, this one is probably the biggest conversation in this whole thing. I know a lot of people really don't like Joey Wentz and are really upset because he struggled mightily last year. Um, But he does, we talked about it a lot mid-season. He doesn't have bad stuff. The, The pitches that he has are not terrible. Um, The fastball last year was terrible. It was horrific. And I think he was well aware of that. I think the coaching staff was well aware of that. And every analytic out there backs that up. We talked about it again, a lot mid season. Uh, His fastball just got absolutely destroyed all year to put it lightly. 
Um, so when talking about his place on the roster, I think there's a legitimate argument that they go, you know what, we are not ready to give up on this kid. And if that, and we know, or at least strongly believe that if he is put on waivers, that he's going to get picked up and claimed by somebody else. So I do fully understand and, uh, and can follow the logic behind the people that are like, Joey Wentz is going to make this opening day roster. I, I, I get it. I, I really do. Um, my placement of Alex Fiedo is more that I am a huge believer in him as a pure reliever. And I'm going to be so – and I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. We're going to get to opening day, and he has an option left because he was granted a fourth option because of injuries, and they're going to send him down. And he is going to be put in that starting rotation in Toledo, and I'm going to absolutely lose it. Um, I'm so tired of this dude being told one second that he's a starter and the next second that he's a reliever, and he has no chance to gain his, like, put get some sea legs under him and, and get some ground under him at a given role. And they just keep back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and it's going to drive me absolutely up a freaking wall. And I know what's going to happen, and this is my way of preventing that. So this is like very much my own heavy bias into the Alex Fiedo situation. I tried to make put my fingerprints all over this roster even more by putting Miguel Diaz on there, like I said, but I couldn't. Um, I just I couldn't justify the other three guys over uh, or him over the other three guys I put on there. Nick Maton, another guy. At the end of the day, I, I just don't think that uh, given his age and given how poorly he hit last year and defended and really just struggled all around. I don't think the Tigers are going to make a priority to like guarantee that he's not on the roster. Um, I don't think that it's impossible though. And I want people to know that. I think there's a very real chance that uh, Nick Maton hits the cover off the ball in spring training. He's been working on hitting off-speed pitches all, all off season. He comes in, he can hit a curveball, and, and they go, you know what? Boom. There you go. We don't want to lose you now in, uh, in waivers and so forth. But that's one where I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Uh, and I think that that's probably a shared sentiment across a lot of people. So that's it. So I have Bo Brisky, Alex Fido, Ryan Kreidler. Brisky, uh, I just think, impressed a lot uh, when he came off of injury last year. That's a pretty easy one. Akil Badu, not on here. Um, I He has options left, and we have a lot of outfielders. So if he's not going to get traded, I think it's pretty safe to say he's going to start the season in Toledo Barring, uh, barring an injury. Brennan White will be one of the first bullpen calls if a re reliever gets hurt this year, but I don't think he's going to start off the season on the uh, the opening day roster. So let's go to the unlikely, the well over, the well under rather, 50%. Uh, Eddie's Leonard, I think, is a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, he really just hit the heck out of the ball in Toledo after acquiring him from the Dodgers at the deadline last year. Could play a couple different positions. I think the organization likes him a lot. And he only has one option left, so like he will get sent down. Uh, I don't expect him to make this roster, but I think there's somewhat of an outside chance. I don't think it's zero. Uh, we'll get into people I think that are zero here in a second too. Winsiel Perez, uh, I think they like his versatility a lot. He had a really good stint in Toledo before getting hurt last year. Andre Lipsius, um, a couple of options left. I don't expect him to make the roster uh, on opening day, but he got a cup of coffee. And uh, and wasn't terrible, but wasn't like uber fantastic either 
in uh, in his cup of coffee in September last year. Dingler, we already kind of talked about earlier. Don't expect him to make the roster, but uh, is somebody that's now on the 40-man. But, uh, I, yeah, fully expect him to be in Toledo. Devin Sweet, recently acquired, uh, recently claimed. Don't expect him to be on there. Kyder Montero, they're going to ease back into everything. I, I love Kyder Montero. I don't think he's a 0% chance either. I think he could set the world on fire and kind of make a name for himself here too. But just with the three options left, I mean, you know, they're not going to make it a point to make sure that he's on the roster. Inglert, obviously last year, don't expect him to be him to be on the 40-man, but has three options left. Wilmer Flores, three options left, obviously just got added to the 40-man. Um, just really a crash course if you're like, what the heck's an option? Um, when you get put on the 40-man, you have three options, they call them, uh, minor league options. So when you are, uh, it basically assumes that you are a major leaguer going into spring training every year, the entire 40 man roster is, uh, and then you have to get you, one of those options has to be used to send you down to the minors. You get three of them, uh, in your first, you know, professional in your first contract after the major league team purchases your contract. So after you're put on the 40 man roster, um, and you can only use one a year. So if you're put you know, every time you go to the minors is not another option used. It's just the first one you're put down, you know, you're starting the season in Toledo. Okay. There's your option used. But if you go back and forth, back and forth all year, you're not burning an option every time you go up and down. Okay. Not on the 40 man roster. There's only one person that I have making the 40 man that is not currently on the 40 man roster. And that is Colt Keith. And he will be the 26th player on the 40 man roster for me. Uh, Justin Henry Malloy, Jackson Job, and Jace Young, the notable omissions here. Jace Young, I think if he sets the world on fire and is playing a good defensive third, you could see him in July or maybe post-All-Star break. Uh, Jackson Job, I think, is another one. If he sets the world on fire in the first half, you could see him post-trade deadline in the majors as well. Um, Justin Henry Malloy is, uh, again, along with you know Joey Wentz and a few others, probably some of the toughest conversation to have. It's it's really difficult. It's really difficult. Uh, it's not impossible for him to make this forty man or to make this opening day roster rather, um, and they'll have no issue adding him to the forty man. Like my worry is not oh they need to then make room for him and cut someone or DFA someone. There's still plenty of players you can do that with on this roster. For Malloy, for me, it's just fit within the roster. I I, I don't. I don't think that there is a slam dunk fit and he isn't out of options. They don't have to put, bring him up. Um, so I have him starting off the year in Toledo, which pisses me off. It frustrates me. So I, if you're mad about that, I I'm upset about it too, but how many outfielders do we need dog? Like, I, you know what I mean? We'll get to my final depth chart here. Uh, and then we'll kind of continue this conversation starting pitching. My five-man rotation, Scooble, Maeda, Manning, Mize, Flaherty. My bullpen, Foley, Chafin, Shelby Miller, Tyler Holton, Alex Lang, Vest, Fiedo, and Brisky. My catchers are Rogers and Carson Kelly. First base, Spencer Torgelson and Colt. Sorry, Spencer Torgelson. Second base, Colt Keith. Shortstop, Javi. Third base, Matt Beerling. Outfield, Riley Green, Parker Meadows, Mark Canna, Kerry Carpenter. Utility. Andy Abanez, Zach McKinstry, who also can play outfield, and Ryan Kreidler. I, I just, I don't think they need to walk into the season or that they want to walk into the season necessarily with five outfielders 
And on top of the fact that it's five outfielders, if you walk in with Green, Meadows, Canna, Carpenter, and uh, and Justin Henry Malloy, like you're Parker Meadows is like the only one you're really super confident in that's going to play center field all season. Obviously, Riley Green can play center field. I'm, that's not what I'm saying, but I don't think they want him to. I think they're trying to preserve the dude's health. I think the move to corner outfield is is pretty much a guarantee at this point. I don't think they want him to play everyday center field uh, for the foreseeable future, at least. You also have Matt Beerling, who can play corner outfield. And if you'd like really need him to center field. It's like, how many corner outfielders do you need? Uh, I think that they would prefer the Abanez, McKinstry, Kreidler, three guys who can play all over the diamond. Um, but I, I go back and forth on it a lot. And again, this will this will almost certainly change. Uh, this is very, uh, you know, reminding me a lot of the conversation we had last season with Kerry Carpenter and Akil Badu. I thought Akil Badu was the the guy who was a slam dunk to make the roster and that Carpenter was going to be left in the dust. And then Kerry Carpenter did what he did last year. And that obviously looks like a silly take now. And uh, we have, uh, you know, Badu starting in AAA for, for the, me for this roster right now. So we will see what happens. Uh, we, we will see what happens, but that's kind of where my head is at currently. Okay. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back on Monday. All right. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. Let me know what y'all think down. Let me know, uh, you know, if you, I'm sure there's plenty of other opinions out there. Let me know, uh, who you're feeling, who you think is going to be on the roster. Again, I think there's anywhere from like two to five kind of fringe roster spots. So we'll see what happens. All right. Peace and love going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you on Monday, baby. Go Tigers.